Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, those of you around the globe that we live on, welcome to the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. My name is Ryan. We have an unbelievable episode for you guys today. So many things have happened since we last recorded. So many things. Deshaun Watson finally got his official suspension from the NFL. We will definitely talk about that. The NFL season, by the way, is coming up. The first preseason game is happening as we record this shortly after. The MLB trade deadline was unbelievable. Unreal. We will talk about that. Tiger Woods reportedly turned down a nine-figure offer, almost ten figures, from Live Golf. And we'll get into some other miscellaneous items, but either way, we appreciate you guys tuning in to the Phenomenal Fan Podcast, episode 33. Let's get into it. The Phenomenal Fan Podcast, a podcast by the fan for the fan. episode for you guys today. We're going to try to cover it all. We're also going to try to keep it, you know, not running too long. So we're going to try to keep it going under an hour. Should be. Should be. We're going to touch on every subject. We're not going to get too far down the rabbit holes of anything that we do or talk about or say or cover. But we did want to talk about a few different items covering the entire spectrum of sports, starting with Before we get into anything, before we talk about all the other stuff that's going on in the world of baseball, not even baseball, football, golf, basketball, tennis, everything, before we get into it, I really want to make sure this is emphasized on this show. Rest in peace to Vin Scully. He dies... He passes away. I think that's a better... I prefer pass away because he really did. He passed away. He didn't die, right? He passed on, but his his legacy will be with us forever. He passed away at 94 years old. An absolutely unbelievable career. Unbelievable. And I never had the chance to meet him. I'm sure a lot of people haven't. He was probably a tougher guy to get a hold of or come across than most normal people. But the sentiment I heard that was shared around baseball and more specifically the world of broadcasting is Vin Scully's innate ability to touch people in a special way that a lot of other people couldn't do. His innate ability to make an impact on somebody's life without actually knowing them. 
whether that's actually meeting him briefly and then moving on, never meeting him at all. But his storytelling ability, his impact on so many different generations is only a thing you find in a very special person. And Vince Scully was that guy. He was classy. He was, his longevity is something that will never be matched. And he was so respected for how well he did his job and how much he prepared, how much he knew, how much research he did. He was amazing. So he lived an incredible life. I mean, 94 years old, man. What else can you ask for? Honestly, especially in this this day and age. He worked for, I mean, over 60 years. Just an incredible, incredible life from Vince Scully. And, uh, of course, we wish his family well. We wish everybody well. Hopefully, you know, he was able to just pass on peacefully. Uh, Sounds like he was. So uh, he's left an amazing legacy. He's called some of the most iconic moments in the history of baseball. Don Larson's perfect game. Kirk Gibson walk-off home run. Uh, you know, the storytelling, everything. It's amazing. So I think he called Hank Aaron's record-breaking home run 7-15 uh, or whatever. Unreal, man. The guy's amazing. So, uh, you know, rest in peace, Vin. He lived an amazing life. I'm a Padres fan. You know, he's a Dodgers guy. Does not matter in this circumstance. Amazing figure. And uh, we wish his family the best. And we we will miss him. Everybody will miss Vince Scully because he's the man. So, transitioning from the best of the best to the worst of the worst, unfortunately. News comes down about Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. The NFL issues their suspension for Deshaun Watson of six games of this season. He will miss six of the 17 games for the Cleveland Browns. And it's left a lot of people wondering what the hell is going on in the NFL. There's nobody wondering that. There's nobody wondering why Deshaun Watson got suspended. That's not the issue. The issue is Deshaun Watson had some level of sexual misconduct. Nobody knows the exact details. Nobody knows exactly what he did. But it feels like once you go over a certain line, once you cross a certain line, yeah, I would say what it feels like once you cross a certain line and enter to a certain threshold of sexual misconduct, it's all almost the same, essentially. Not that it is, right? There's certain ones, certain levels that are worse than others. But once you get past a certain level, you know, it's got to be minimum full season. And you think, wow, that's a lot of games, right? A full season. How could a guy get, you know, you don't know the details. Could have been not that bad. You know, whatever. No, like, whatever. The problem is, like I said before, the problem is not that he got suspended because he certainly deserved to. The problem is he only got suspended for six games. Calvin Ridley placed a couple of small wagers while he was inactive on the NFL, and he got suspended for an entire season. Which one's worse? 
in all honesty, which one's worse? If I if I were the one handing down the suspensions, I would flip flop. Ridley gets six games. Deshaun gets a full season. That's just me. Betting on games is not good. It's not good. Don't get me wrong. But when you're able to go back in and see exactly the wagers that Calvin Ridley placed, first of all, it's like a grand or two, which to most guys at that level is just chump change. So, A, you know that there's not some bigger scheme going on or he's not, it's not an amount of money that's going to corrupt somebody's head, right? He's texting his fucking teammates. Hey, man, I put a grand out. If you fucking do this, I'm going to win $5,000. Like, it's not, it's nothing, okay? Second of all, he was inactive. He was not on the active roster. He was hurt. He wasn't even with the team. So, yeah, maybe suspend him for sure. I mean, not not maybe. Suspend Calvin Ridley for sure. Do it. I 100%. Okay, don't bet on games. You learned your lesson. Six games is a fucking a lot of games. It's a lot of money that he's going to miss out on. Sexual misconduct, you're going to get a full season, man. At least, depending on the severity, right? I mean, if it's bad enough, if it's, you know, God forbid, it's, it's like one of the worst forms of it, you're going to get banished from the game anyways. Whether the NFL actually suspends you for two seasons, three seasons, or whatever, no one's going to sign you again. If you have a horrible, horrible stain on your, your reputation about these horrible acts you did. Supposedly, right, Deshaun Watson's was not as bad as, of course, the worst possible cases of sexual misconduct, but it's still sexual misconduct. Set a precedent. Draw the line. Anybody who's even thinking about doing something like Deshaun Watson does, or anybody, anybody who's even thinking about doing something similar to what Deshaun Watson did pops in the back of their head, well, fuck, he got, he got a year. But nope, it's six games. We can get away with it. Guys are walking around getting suspended for a positive drug test with marijuana. I get it, man. It's the rules. Don't smoke weed. Okay. But if you get popped, you smoke weed, you get popped four games. Right? And then give them six, and then give them eight. But guys like Josh Gordon and other guys are getting eight, like half season suspensions, full season suspensions for testing positive for for marijuana in your system, Deshaun Watson gets six games for sexual misconduct. What are we doing? What are we doing? Brutal. NFL. Messing up again. What's new? Roger Goodell. Guy's an idiot, man. He's an idiot. In the world of golf. Live Golf has taken the world by storm. No, it hasn't hasn't done anything. Uh Live Golf is 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 a entertaining realm of the golf world right now. Nobody knows if it's sustainable. Nobody knows. Nobody knows if it's going to last forever. Nobody knows where all this fucking money's coming from. But they have it. They have the money. And they're throwing around these monster guaranteed figures to a lot of guys that is 
lucrative enough to take them off of the PGA Tour and onto the Live Golf Tour, right? So you start to hear numbers. You know, Bryson DeChambeau gets offered like $150 million guaranteed. Brooks Kepka gets like a six, uh, uh, nine-figure contract guaranteed. If these guys are getting offered money, I wonder if they've even thought about like talking to Tiger Woods or maybe just exploring the option. Maybe once he f- officially retires, then it comes out that Live Golf offered Tiger Woods somewhere between seven hundred and eight hundred million, just in just a a hundred million dollar window, but somewhere in there. If I got offered $800 million to do anything that was within the realm of the law, legal to do, I would do it. Tiger turned it down. It's up for immediate interpretation of how you see him turning down that amount of money. Right. Obviously, everybody knows he's a billionaire, so money to him is nothing. Doesn't mean anything. And you also start to think about, well, he's already a billionaire. Plus, another eight hundred million would essentially make him a multi-billionaire. And it's like, what does one person, what does one human being do with that money? What, like, seriously, what do they do? You, like, you can't. There's nothing you can buy for two billion dollars. I mean, I guess maybe a pro sports team, uh, companies, maybe. Maybe he wants it. I don't know. But Tiger turning it down shows, A, he's got enough money. B, his legacy is something he cares about a lot, and rightfully so, because he's the greatest golfer of all time. So for him to turn that down, I think, is a step in the right direction for golf. Because the other guys that left the PGA Tour and went to live golf, good for them. You got your bag. You did whatever. But those guys' legacies and uh those guys you know golf i mean i guess the other events don't matter that much besides the four majors which those guys will still be playing in the guys from live golf kepka and and bryson DeChambeau, they'll still be playing you know in in the masters in the us open the british open you know so good for them i guess but the point is, it's just hard because anybody's going to take that money. Anybody. Anybody. But Tiger didn't. So, good for Tiger. Everybody loves Tiger. He's turned his life around and he's really, uh, you know, he's right on the edge. He's right on the cusp of retirement. So for him to turn down that much money, too, is a little bit surprising only because it's like, dude, getting offered that much money to, like, not golf is crazy. Bananas. But he turned it down. So Tiger Woods will not be participating in the Live Golf Tour. He was asked about it. He had some comments. One of them was, was, I think, really uh, well said in the the matter of... uh, he got asked about the live golf and all the guaranteed money that's being thrown around and all this and that. 
And he said, you know, like these guys are signing big contracts and it's a lot of money. It's a lot of mo- guaranteed money. And for, he said, for me and for a lot of people, my interpretation is that there's not going to be an incentive for those guys to go out and actually try really hard and play well. There's no incentive. Because you in the PGA, you win the money based on your performance and where you place in the tournaments. So you have an incentive to do well. And he doesn't feel like there is one in live golf. And that's a good, that's a good point. So that's why he wouldn't want to go there. And I get it. So we got all of that going down. The MLB trade deadline. I mean, like, what the fuck are we doing? Unbelievable action. We'll talk more about it on our Between the Stitches baseball-only podcast. If you haven't heard it, check it out right now. Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Brandon Drury, Josh Hader, all going to the San Diego Padres. Uh, who else? Now I got to look it up because you listeners need to hear it. The Braves got Rysel Iglesias, bullpen pitcher, Jake Odorizzi, starter, Robbie Grossman, outfielder. Phillies got David Robertson from the Cubs, Noah Syndergaard, Brandon Marsh. The Brewers got Taylor Rogers, Matt Bush, Trevor Rosenthal. The Twins got Tyler Malley, Jorge Lopez, Michael Fulmer. Dodgers got Joey Gallo. Red Sox got Eric Hosmer from the Padres, which is the greatest thing that's ever happened. The Nationals traded away Juan Soto and Josh Bell and got back just the house. So good for them. Like I said, we will cover it more on the Between the Stitches podcast, but this year's MLB trade deadline was the greatest trade period in the history of sports. Period. I said it. There have been some gargantuan trades to go down. Individual players. Packages. But as far as a 48, as far as a 72 to 48 hour window, this year's Major League Baseball trade deadline was the best 72 to 48 hour window of trades in the history of professional sports, period, period. So many big names being just thrown around. There's been some big trades in the NBA, like just in recent, recent, recent memory. Kevin Durant, uh, uh, James Harden, Ben Simmons, right? There's a trade deadline in the NBA. But I think this year, if not in pro sports, uh, 100% in baseball history, but pro sports as well, I'd argue. The, the magnitude of a guy like Juan Soto getting traded and the team he's getting traded to having control of him for two year, two plus years, two and a half seasons, Bananaville, Bananaville, USA. Unreal. MLB trade deadline, unreal. And the last few things we wanted to cover here on this show, okay? A few different things. Number one, in the world of lifestyle, right? This is, this is uh, veering off the world of sports because these are things that are important and we need to talk about that have been discovered or developments in the last week, okay? Number one, Instagram new update. 
Every video is a reel. What are we doing? Why is every app trying to be TikTok? Let TikTok be TikTok. If you're Instagram, be Instagram. It's a place where people, it's a place where people share photographs. They share photos about their lives. People don't want a four-second video, five-second meme video. It's not Instagram. You could do, you could do reels. You have your reels. They've been okay. A lot of people use reels. A lot of people have videos longer than 15 seconds. Instagram. So just leave it how it was. Why is there an obsession for all of these apps to constantly make these stupid updates that don't tell anybody about, don't announce, nobody's prepared for it, and then it just happens. A lot of people have automatic updates on their phone. And then you just open Instagram and you're like, the fuck is going on? Why are all my videos reels? What is happening? Why am I seeing posts from five days ago on my feed? What is going on? Clean it up, Instagram. Clean it up. ASAP. Back to what it was. Give me chronological posts on my Instagram feed. Give me videos that are longer than a minute and not reels. And don't make... Yeah. Give me chronological posts on my feed. Give me... Videos that are longer than a minute. And not every video needs to be a reel. Back to how it should be. Emphasize the photo sharing part of the application. That's all I'm saying. Instagram, clean it up. Additionally, I came across a video. I shared... It was shared, I think, from Grubspot, I want to say. Let me see here. Yeah, Grubspot on uh, TikTok. And they go, which McNuggets flavor, or excuse me, flavor, which McDonald's McNugget shape is the best? And I was like, what? That's actually a thing? I grew up my whole life. Noticing how there was four distinct shapes of chicken nuggets from McDonald's. And I was justified. I like I knew it was like sort of a thing. Like the boot, right? The ball, the bone, and the bell. Those are the four distinct shapes. Apparently. I just didn't know it was like a, an actual thing everywhere all the time. Like, if you go to McDonald's, you will get chicken nuggets that are in one of these four shapes. That being said, the boot is the best. The boot is the best shape. The ball is the second best shape. The bone and the bell. Let's see. So the boot, the boot's the best. The ball is the second best. The bone and the bell. Yeah, I think it's in that order. I think the boot is the best shape. Yeah. Oh, God. Now now I'm torn. I'm trying to think about dipping them in sauces and shit. Hmm. Yeah. 
here's my yeah here here here's here's what it is. The, that being said, of all those those talking points, the best McDonald's nugget shape is the boot number one. The ball is number two. The bone is number three, and the bell is number four. The bell's got the point, not the easiest to dip. The boot you could dip the whole fucking boot into the sauce, dunk it, smack it. It's just crazy to me that they had that because I just didn't know. So McDonald's has a distinct nugget shape. Good for them. We have a couple other topics we'd like to cover, but we will get to those just probably later this week or next week. No rush because this time next week, as we record today, Wednesday, August 3rd, this time next week will be one day away from like the full NFL uh preseason getting underway with Wednesday excuse me Thursday August 11th being the first like actual preseason games there's two NFL preseason games there's a game tomorrow August 4th a Hall of Fame game but you know eh is what it is so that being said, covered a lot. R.I.P. Vince Scully, most importantly, number one at the forefront. Sean Watson's suspension is an absolute joke. Tiger Woods turning down uh, just a gobstomping amount of money. MLB tread deadline was absolutely unfathomable. Instagram needs to clean their shit up. And McDonald's best nugget shape is the boot. A pretty wide spectrum, wouldn't you guys say? I would say that. I mean, I, 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 I'm just, I, oh, I'm kidding. But thank you guys for tuning in. Kept it short, kept it brief, just like we wanted to. Episode 33 of the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. My name is Ryan. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. If you did, check us out on social media, at PhenomFam, pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Patreon, phenomenalfanmedia.com. I mean, what are we doing? SeatGeek, use code PHENOMFAN for $20 off your first order. PHENOMFAN, P-H-E-N-O-M-P-H-A-N. Like phenomenal fan, but just PHENOMFAN. One word, all caps, $20 off your first order with SeatGeek. Thank you guys for tuning in to Phenomenal Fan Podcast, part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group. My name is Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the next episode, episode 34 of the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. Let's peace out. Thanks for listening to the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. Want more? Follow us on social media and subscribe to Patreon for exclusive content.